thank you, praise team, especially Julie. Thank you for taking lead this week. Um, Sarah, for joining in vocals. And Terry, we don't take you for granted in the back. Anna, thank you for joining us as well. Um, at this time, we're going to dismiss our three-year-olds through third graders to children in worship. Um, and as our three-year-old through third graders make their way downstairs for worship, invite you, if you're upstairs, to um, open your Bible, whether you bring one with you or the, in the pew, and turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2, um, verses 11 through 22, as we finish this second chapter, as we steadily wake, make our way through Ephesians following Easter. Before we read God's word together, um, let's pray for God's blessing upon the word, and we do this as part of our rhythm to ask God's Holy Spirit to speak into the word, to speak into our lives, so that by the written word of Scripture, we might better know the living word, the word made flesh, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. So let's ask for God's blessing upon the reading of the word this day. God, as we come to you, we ask that your word may be our rule. Your Holy Spirit may come and dwell with us and be our teacher. And the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, and our faithful following and witness to him. May this be our primary concern as we come to your word and ask what it means for us, what it meant when it was written and what it will mean for God's people for all time until you return, O Lord, and make all things new. Help us to receive your word in spirit and in truth, that by your Holy Spirit you may lead us and guide us. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 11 and continuing through the end of the chapter. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. Remember now in Christ Jesus that you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, 
built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In reading this text and in dwelling with it, there is a song that comes to mind, and if you have or recently have had children of a young age who maybe like watching PBS Kids, you might know this song and can sing it with me. In some ways we are different, but in so many ways we are the same. This is Daniel Tiger. Um, as a kid, I enjoyed the great teaching of Mr. Fred Rogers. As an adult, I enjoyed the heroics of Steve Rogers. But as a parent, I appreciate Daniel Tiger, the animated continuation of Mr. Rogers' legacy. There are all kinds of just little short songs and jingles that just help us uh, teach and learn, and these often just become um, repeated and well-known phrases in households of young children. A few of them that come to mind offhand that I think are very fitting. You can change your hair or what you wear, but no matter what you do, you're still you. Or when something scares you, holding a hand can help you. Or I like the uh, self-motivated aspect of Daniel Tiger. If there's something you need, try to make it yourself. Or, last one, I promise, but the most important one, especially at a, a primary and important teaching season in every child's life and in every parent's journey, if you have to go potty, stop and go right away. Flush and wash and be on your way. It is an all-inclusive parenting strategy to have everything just in a familiar, memorable, little just song set to it. And it reminds me that in Scripture, this is how people memorize the Psalms. They were songs set to music. There's a reason that our, our closing song today, um, after the sermon, is Psalm 126. It's the words of the psalm set to music. It makes us remember them and, and hold on to them. And they give good instructions along the way. But one thing that I'm very keenly aware of is that, you know, we, we think these songs are for kids, but they're actually just as much, if not more, for parents who need to be taught how to parent. Now, today's Mother's Day, and so we give thanks to our mothers. And I will say, um, in, in a journey of being a parent um, alongside of Caitlin, uh, with all of my gratitude for Mother's Day, I am aware that there was a time before we had kids when I thought that Caitlin and I were equally intelligent people. And then we had kids, and what seemed to come um, just more readily to some than others, we won't point at who, um, I realized that I needed Daniel Tiger to teach me how to figure this out. And for other parents, it was just a reminder of maybe what they seemed to already know. When I knew that this was going to be a journey, was in the hospital, you know, the, the wrapping a baby, the, the burrito wrap, they call it. 
never could get that right. I don't actually know how to wrap a burrito, so it makes sense I don't know how to wrap my kid like a burrito. I can make a sandwich, but putting a burp rag underneath and on top doesn't really offer the same comfort. Mother's Day is a day that we give thanks and celebrate the great mothers who have uh, parented and raised children and gone alongside of them. And we remember Abraham Lincoln's great quote, no man is poor who has a godly mother. We give thanks for all of this. And in that opening song of Daniel Tiger, in some ways we are different, but in so many ways we are the same. We're reminded that moms and dads are different in their ability um, and, well, not in their ability, but what brings us together in all the ways we are different, what brings us together is that we love our kids. Maybe the best thing that we affirm and reaffirm um, is that we love our kids and that we're here for them. We want to invest in them. We have different ways of doing that. We have different strengths, but we are here because we both love you. I wonder if that some ways we are different, but in many ways we are the same, is a good reminder of how we come together for a common cause. And also, that that is a song that ties together Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. Can you ever imagine the Apostle Paul as an animated tiger on PBS Kids if ever there was a moment it would be that spirit of Daniel Tiger when Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, was writing the second half of Ephesians 2, telling the church in Ephesus, in some ways you are different, but in so many ways you are the same. This was a congregation of Jews and Gentiles, and there was certainly plenty of um, who is the greater and lesser type of thing going on. This was happening even among Jesus' disciples of wondering who was the best and brightest of his followers. In some ways, you are different, but in so many ways, we are the same. This whole section of Ephesians 2 you hear it over and over again that, yes, there was a time when we were separate, and yet we have been brought together in one body because Christ himself is our peace. There were two groups, but they are made to be one. There were dividing walls. There were hostilities. There were boundaries of separation. But we are the same in so many ways. We're not foreigners and strangers to God or to each other. Because Christ himself is our peace. What is it that makes us the same? It is not our common humanity. History has taught us that being human has not been enough to bring people together always and unite them. But in fact, a specialty of human behavior is finding ways to divide, to separate, to create in-groups and out-groups insider, outsider, we specialize in doing this. And it's easy. We are good with labeling sheep and goats if it means it gives us an extra opportunity to label ourselves as the sheep, the good ones on the inside as opposed to those not so good ones on the outside. 
And this was a problem for Ephesus, but it was also a celebrated aspect that what the Apostle Paul is pushing over and over again in this letter is that you are the same in Christ. All of the ways in which you would have separated yourselves out and kept your distance from one another, you are one in Christ. For there is one body and one spirit, one God and Father of us all, who is over all and through all and in all. This is from Ephesians as well, that we often use those words in baptism. Being human, historically, has not been enough to unite people. It is Jesus, it is Christ alone, that has the power to unite people. Because if it's left up to our common humanity, well, we don't have to look too far to know that we don't have a great track record of common humanity being enough to gather people together. It takes Christ to be the peace, to be the barrier breaker that brings people together. It takes Christ's Holy Spirit to say, in some ways you are different. In some ways you're gonna hold on to that. You're gonna have your distinctions that you might make. But in so many ways, we are the same. You are the same as your brother and sister around you. God is not naive. And God's Holy Spirit was not naive in, in inspiring Paul to write this letter to the church in Ephesus. Remember, verse 12, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, something is different. Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. There was a time when Jews and Gentiles were very separate on purpose. The Israelites were God's chosen people brought out of Egypt, separated, a people taken, a people taken out of, taken and set and made apart. They were God's chosen people. But even they built walls that they weren't meant to. When Abraham was first called, he was told that his, his descendants would be a blessing to all peoples and to all nations. Essentially, Abraham, you are going to be blessed to be a blessing. And yet, Israel lost its way on that from time to time and did not see themselves as blessed to be a blessing, but rather it was easier to say, our life has worked out pretty well. We must have made good choices that we are God's favored. And other people who maybe aren't so blessed or their life isn't working out so well, they must have made bad choices and they're less favored by God. The Israelites went down that path themselves more than a few times throughout their history, forgetting their original blessing and calling to be a blessing and to remember that they weren't meant to hold everything special to themselves, but that they were blessed to be a blessing to all peoples forgetting this truth in God, too often forgetting that God created all humanity, and yet we don't seem to be particularly good at recognizing our common humanity. And so it would take a reconciler 
to break down the walls that we had built, to break down the distinctions of the law. And, and as Paul opens up the chapter, we, the section we read this morning, that, that circumcision and adherence to the law was what the Jews held onto, and it was the way in which the Gentiles would be excluded. And this is the point where we say, no more. In Christ, you are one, whether you like it or not. In Christ, you are one, so act like it until it comes naturally. The church in Ephesus could have used Daniel Tiger's song, In some ways you are different, but in so many ways you are the same. They had their walls for a time. They're going to hold on to some things, but what unites us ultimately needs to be Jesus. Any other way that we try to unite ourselves will fail. Any other way that we try to bring people together will be very temporary. And even when it seems that we're a divided people, we are still united by Christ. It's the more true reality underneath the realities that we might play out. What unites us needs to be Jesus. Even when our actions and behaviors don't reflect it, it is still the defining reality that we are built together in Christ. Today, being Mother's Day, does make me think about uh, oftentimes in, in parenting. I know for, for me growing up, it was definitely my mom who kind of facilitated these types of movements, which I'm thankful for. Um, that, you know, sometimes siblings don't get along and they need to be sat down and forced to get along. Anybody ever have to sit next to their sibling until they could say sorry or hold hands until you were ready to apologize? Or I know even adults have been made to do this by their mothers. You have to look each other in the eyes and say three nice things about each other or say I love you until you mean it. Often we have to be reminded to get along with our siblings. This is the spirit of Ephesians chapter 2, saying you can't choose your family. You can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And in Christ, you are one family. And so you need to be able to get along. To, and if it takes sitting down and looking your brother or sister in Christ in the eyes and saying three nice things about them, Maybe that's exactly what is needed. It won't be our common humanity that can bring us together. It won't be setting a goal that we can work towards together. Those will be temporary. It is Christ that does unite us, and it is our unity in Christ that we need to live into until it becomes naturally. To pull from last week, are you alive? Good, then act like it. This week would be, are you united in Christ? Good, then act like it until it comes naturally. We are meant to be united so that we can be a blessing to all people. And yet, the devil will wait often, eager for opportunities to divide, to whisper in your ear that you are just a little bit better than that other person. Because if it was Jews and Gentiles in Ephesus, 
we'll find new ways to divide ourselves today. You're just a little bit better. They're not quite as good as you. We always like to divide the sheep and the goats if it is our opportunity to label ourselves as the sheep. We can do this in all kinds of different ways, and we can't pretend that it doesn't happen. And nor does the Scriptures give us any room to pretend that's not a reality. You were separate at one time. Verse 14, there were barriers, dividing walls of hostility. And yet it was Christ who set aside in His flesh the law with its commands and regulations to create one group together out of the two separate groups. We learn that in Christ, also in addition to being the principle of the church's stability and direction, it's also the principle of growth. We're not brought together just so that we can learn how to get along, but also in verse 21, we are the building, we are the temple of Christ joined together and it rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, in Christ, you too are being built together. Our common unity in Christ is not just a forced choice exercise in learning to get along with people. That might be where it has to start and restart from time to time. But rather, what it will always become, what it will always turn into, is that we get along in Christ with Christ as our unifier, so that we can grow together, that we can be built together. And the only way to be built together is by building each other up. We will find new ways to divide ourselves, and that pattern will go back and forth throughout all of history until Christ returns and makes all things new. But until that day, we remember that we are united in Christ and that sometimes we just have to act like it until it comes naturally. Friends, in some ways, we are different from each other. We can figure out all kinds of easy ways to identify that, but in so many ways, we are the same. And the primary foundation at all of that is that Jesus is what we have in common. Who is different from you? Not just who maybe acts or talks or looks differently. Who thinks differently from you? Where can you find an easy divide, an easy way to parse out your differences? We don't have to look very far or think very hard and if you think that everybody thinks like you, then you probably haven't talked very widely. Who is different from you? Can you name how they're different? Can you identify it? The way they think, the way they approached COVID. In some ways, we are different. But in so many ways, we are the same. So act like it until it comes naturally. And when it comes naturally, it will only have come naturally in Christ by the power of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray.
God, you called us together by your Holy Spirit. You call us together to be one people, built together, rising to become a holy temple in the Lord. By your Holy Spirit, you call us together in Christ as our shared foundation, to be built together to become a dwelling in which God may live by his Spirit. Lord, you came not to give us more rules about how to govern our flesh, but you came and with your flesh crucified on the cross, you broke down and destroyed the barrier, the dividing walls of hostility, where we might be quick to want to see the other group destroyed or disempowered, you destroyed that which divides us to bring us together, not just with our common humanity, but with our humanity that we find in common with you, Jesus. You who took on flesh, who dwelt among us, and through you, as verse 18 of our text reminds us today, we have access to God the Father by one Holy Spirit. So may we come to you, to your throne. May we know all of the ways in which we can be different and celebrate and appreciate our differences, but then look at you, Jesus, and look at our brother and sister in Christ and say, in some ways we are different, but in so many ways, because of Jesus, we are the same. Help us to live into this reality, this true, truest reality that you have made possible until your church may be glorified in its witness and unity, reflecting the dwelling place where your Holy Spirit lives in our hearts. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.